You're listening to The Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is AJ Sharp and I am your host on The Food Talk Show today and I'm joined by the original founder and host again, Susie Warren-Smith. So Hello. welcome back. Thank you. This week, you'll be delighted, we're talking about desserts. Yeah, now you see, if it was a choice between a bag of chips and a pot of chocolatey stuff, it'd be chips every time for me, I'm afraid. Oh, well, I think not dip great. the chips in the chocolatey stuff yes, and we're I'm all good. not a great <laughs> puddingy fan. And yet, today in the studio, we can hardly get our microphones on the tables because it's just full of puddings. I'm just so happy right now. You're I can't really tell excited, you. There's you? chocolate buttons. There's little tiny pots that look like stuff. chocolate ganache. There's what looks like, oh, is it frozen cheesecake? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Luckily, we have some experts in the in the studio today. So we've got Joe Maritsu from Please. And we've got Andrew Chelly from Pots & Co. Welcome, guys. Hey, Hi. how's it going? Yeah, really well. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your business. So, Joe, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Please? Sure. Please. So, I started the company in 2017, painter and decorator by trade. Excellent. Formerly known as Please Cake. So, launched it off the bat, like not clue what I was doing, but I loved I loved food. I loved being creative with food. And I set up an Instagram account selling cheesecakes direct to consumer. So, these big overloaded cheesecakes topped with fruit, chocolate bars, whatever you name. I put you on make them yourself? Yeah, yeah. Made oh, wow. them myself. Yeah. So I, I, I started in my mum and dad's kitchen and set up this Instagram account before I'd had supply chain, before I had recipes, before I had uh, a facility to I operate out of. And it kind of went bonkers overnight and, and I had to act upon it. So I saw this demand. I saw, I saw the importance of social media. It, it really grew community and the ability to, to sell. So acted upon it, started selling direct to consumer, learned a lot very, very quickly. And it's kind of transitioned over the last six years to, to form a retail. So do product. you sometimes not send stuff out as you're an ex-builder? Yeah. <laughs> Don't turn up. <laughs> no, I was it's actually very reliable. It's because I builders around my house and driving me nuts. No, no, I was reliable. <laughs> I was consistent. I, was, I, was, I wasn't passionate about the painting side of things, but... Uh, attention to detail, you know, managing Absolutely. people. Very, there was there was a lot of transferable skills that I took from painting yeah. to yeah. Or, or running a business to to running this business. Business you know? is a business, isn't it? So exactly. Yeah. 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 So, do you have a passion for cheesecake? Was it one of the things that you just loved? How, how did you? Well, it kind of came it came around a little bit. It, it wasn't specifically cheesecake that I was super passionate about, but food in general. But brought up in sort of uh, well, my dad's Italian. You know, always been around really good quality product and, and quality food home cooking you know nothing out of a packet so it was always really good food and it, that's that's kind of where it stemmed from but my dad made a cheesecake one day it was back in 2015 and it was it was rubbish it, well I think it was I think it was a raspberry <laughs> and white chocolate cheesecake for a Sunday dessert you know like after dinner uh, I then proceeded to make a cheesecake and a uh, yeah yeah just just to try it and and actually mine was rubbish as well but I practiced and practiced and I actually couldn't get the base off the spring form, form tins. 
So every time I sent them out to friends and family for an event, I sent them out free, by the way, I had to get a new team because I couldn't get the base off. So completely inefficient business model. But over that two year period, I was practicing, I was experimenting with flavors. I'd take little sample pots into the building site for the boys to try. They would try, I'd get feedback. I'd go back to my parents' kitchen and, and sort yeah. of re redo the process. And it got to that point in, in 2017 or late 2016 when I set up an Instagram account with the intention of selling four to five cakes a month. And that was it. Four to five a month. Yeah, just to, to cut a hundred quid. The business model. <laughs> it wasn't a business. No, it was. It was. It was. It was genuinely just to make a bit of extra money on the side of my painting company. Ah. Knowing I didn't have a business plan, I didn't have investors. Bit of fun. Bit of fun. Mm. No experience in this industry either, so I had to learn very quickly. Awesome. Well, the best thing to know about cheesecake because you're not old enough, but uh, Delia. Had a great recipe for cheesecake. Classic. Do you know who Delia is? I do know who Delia <laughs> is. My mum's got a lot of her cookbooks on the yeah. shelf. And it was quite fashionable in the 70s. You either Black Frost Ghetto or cheesecake. And she used to uh, crush up digest McVitie's digestive biscuits with brown sugar, I think it was. Yeah, and a bit of really butter. Brilliant base. And a bit of butter. Mm. Perfect. Great base. Simple. Yeah, and then you make the sort of cheesy thing. But that's it. I think that what we're trying to do is trying to sort of bring the generic dated cheesecake forward yeah yeah and revamp it a little great. bit i mean i'm a like. cheesecake for donkey's years have you i love a cheesecake yeah, yeah. well i don't have puddings so that's probably why but it's a classic it's an absolute classic it is, yeah um, and i think it's a bit like chicken kiev and all that sort of stuff that, that actually <laughs> they've been taken over by the big boys and they don't taste anything like the original was supposed to be in the first mm. place so i'm very keen to try i know i'm that. excited by that too yeah. sounds really good yeah and andrew can you tell us a little bit about pots and co so um, Potts & Co, a uh, desserts manufacturer, had been around for about 10 years, very much led by quality ingredients, table-ready desserts with very good quality chef-led Michelin-style background, mm -hmm. uh, basically. So that's, Is that uh, your background? That's, that's my background. Oh, it is? Yes. Yeah, cool. So before I started with Potts & Co, I was a chef uh, in restaurants for about 20 years. So. Amazing. In Michelin star restaurants? Uh, yeah, in some, basically. Cool, going to come around your gaffer day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um, very familiar with the brand because our shopping Waitrose, they're everywhere. Yeah. Good. Aren't they? Great. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's us, basically. So, um, yeah. So, so, so do you develop, so your job really is, is to develop the recipes with your background, is that what you do? Yes. And, and, yeah. The, yeah. and experiment, that sort yeah. of stuff. So it's um, a lot of what I do is taking my knowledge from restaurants and so forth and attempting to, to, to use that for, for what we do and develop mm. the recipes accordingly and so forth. Because working in the restaurant trade is horrendous, isn't it? The hours are horrible. It, it, 20 I mean, it years, is, it I is. know it's exciting and fun, but 20 years is that is quite a lot, isn't it? It is, it is. And it was, it was f to be honest, when I, when I did move to manufacturing, it was quite a transition, mm. but mm. Um, I'm really glad I did it in the end. Mm. Um, a bit more sociable hours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and I think the, the, the skill set I have now is is uh, much more broad than it was uh, when I was in, in restaurants and running restaurants and so forth. Do you still cook? Yeah, I do. That's yeah, loads. I actually. told you we should go every, 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 yeah. every day. <laughs> I know. Every day. So yeah, my girlfriend's pretty happy about yeah, that. I bet she is. <laughs> yeah. um, should we try something? I think we should probably start with the cheesecake, only because it's frozen and I feel like it's quite warm today. Okay, what do you frozen think? Frozen cheesecake. What? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Frozen cheesecake. So this is this is please, isn't it? This is please. Yeah. Please, please. Is what, so basically, we we launched with various products initially, and sort of decided. Uh, 
me as an, like an entrepreneur in, in brackets, like I want to do like a million different things at once, you know? So Ooh. it was all about refining our product range, especially for retail, making it suitable for retail, making a product that's easier to manufacture, um, easier to distribute, longer shelf life, you know, chilled is, is higher risk for us as a small company and sort of leaning on innovation, you know, and this is, this is, this is not ice cream. This is so cheesecake. It's not, it's not ice cream, it's cheesecake. This is so that, yeah. the lid. Mine's got some light raspberry things on because I've got the lemon and raspberry. You've gone straight in with chocolate, haven't mm. you? No, it's the butterscotch. You've got the butterscotch. butterscotch. It's, yeah, it's, the, it's mm. the chocolate over so, so, But it looks like ice cream. It looks like it's in an ice cream format. We've decided this because it doesn't scare people off. You know, it's not in a crazy format. It doesn't sit in ice cream. It sits in frozen dessert. But it's, it, we, we use 35, between 35 and 40% cream cheese across across the range. So it doesn't have a biscuit base. It's got biscuit chunks through it. It's got sauce yeah. through it. Ah, so uh, have you tasted so, it yet? So it's like the elements of cheesecake. You know, it's not so, set. So basically, not, you're tasting cheesecake but it's not a cheesecake it's not a traditional it's cheesecake it's, it's, yeah kind of deconstructed yeah, it's not a delia smith special mm. we love delia <laughs> it's like it's got little balls of kind of crunchy like yeah. biscuit base textured biscuit in there really Sauce creamy kind of um body that denser it's in. denser it than dense. ice cream so it's obviously ice cream's heavily aerated you know so if you took out an ice cream uh, removed the packaging it would mm. melt that would that, that's quite structured, you know, because because of, of the, the the cream cheese content we so use. Deconstructed cheesecake in a tub. Mm. What's yours? My Double best day ever. What course it is? Double, Double chocolate. chocolate cheesecake. Mm. Freeze cakes. Freeze cakes. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Sorry, I've got to have another little bit of that. So that's interesting. So it's not. So you're not pitching that against ice cream. Oh, absolutely not. No, we, there's, 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 it there's, there's frozen desserts, but you, but you can eat it straight from the straight tub. from the tub. Yeah, basically. So there is a slight battle, I suppose, against ice cream we've got going on. You know, we want to we want to encourage people to try frozen desserts, especially especially this one. And I think the category itself, frozen desserts, in in decline across all of the retailers. You know, it's a a very dated category. Like sales are very seasonal. It's an it's an Asian demographic. So remind me of what's in. Sort of the frozen category. So you've that got you're up against. You've got things. Like, think of anything. You've got like Viennetta. You've got apple oh, strudel. Right, okay, you've yeah, got Viennetta. jam roly poly. Yeah. You've got those. Right. Really, it really lacks innovation, and I think that's Viennetta. where we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember that. Viennetta. Yeah, yeah. that's a classic. Yeah. See, that's nice. That's lemon, lemon and raspberry. raspberry. Mm. It's really unusual. I really like it. Mm. It's sweet. It's dense. It's very creamy. You don't need very much. She's no. Taking another spoon. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> No, it's it's really it's really creamy. It's definitely different to ice cream, though. So how's it going? Because because you've got very funky punky branding, you know. So, so it's a bit in your face and a bit anarchic. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, I think so. I think we're, we we want to we we went for that sort of young modern brand. You know, we look on the shelf, and I and actually I went to a, a few of the retailers, and they and they looked at some of the packaging and and, and thought that it was too off piste which was music to my ears because yeah. that, that, that shows that we're, we're a little bit different, you know, and, and just, just coming from a background of painting and, and artistry and, and like colours and stuff like that and splatters and the graffiti elements, I think that just really sat well with my, my personality and just being really authentic with the brand. You know, I didn't want to just conform to other what's on the shelf basically and that, that was really key for us to create something like this. You know, it's developed over the last few years. but You've got to have problem. standout, haven't you, AJ? I mean, whatever you do. Absolutely. Otherwise, nobody's going to pick it off the shelf. I think it's it's really interesting. Mm. The flavour combinations are lovely as well. The butterscotch one, I really enjoyed. Did you I try that, that one? one? No. Can I it's got some like taste? crunchy kind of chocolatey bits on top, and it's got a nice caramel, caramel flavour. Quite a lot missing in here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to taste it a couple of times just to be sure. What do you think? I do like butterscotch. 
I think what I like is the um, is the texture because there's crunch. crunch. Mm. Yeah, mm. and even the bits on top are crunchy, but then there's crunch throughout the body of it mm. as well. It's really interesting. I've I've honestly never had anything quite like it. It's good, and that's that's, good that's, the, yeah. that's the that's plan, it. isn't that's it? That's the plan. That, that is, is the plan. plan. It's a, and I think it's a really good concept, and you've definitely done well with the texture and so forth. Thank you. Yeah, and so it's the that first really format. Works. First yeah. format, so we've got a few formats to come with this as well. It's not just going to be in a tub. Mm. Okay. Which is quite interesting. Interesting. Nice. What about this then? Uh, could you have bought any more in than you have? <laughs> I mean, what how There's many about pots 59 are? pots here. <laughs> um, so these are the two original desserts that uh, Pots & Co did. So what actually the first one we did was the, the, the lemon posset, um, followed by the salted caramel chocolate ganache. And these two here are... are our core range, along with the 70% at the back there. So, Can I talk about lemon posset? It's one of certainly. my favourite desserts. Good. It's great to make because basically there's only three ingredients yeah, at exactly. home. Mm. So it's so easy to make. The kids can make it. So it's just... It's lemon just curd? No. No? No, 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 no. So you just put sugar and cream, double cream in a pan, get it all stirring so it all melts into that and that goes a little custardy colour. Mm. And then you add some lemon juice mm. and put it in a pot, and that is it. Yeah. Well, it's delicious. Gorgeous. It's very light. So, is that what you do with yours? Um, you, you probably much. need to put stuff in it to, to, <laughs> to keep it um, so it doesn't go off. I mean, it's very, very simple. Um, you know, our ethos is very much led around using uh, very good ingredients. So, uh, a lot of what I do is attempt to source the type of ingredients that we I would have used previously in high end restaurants, basically. So that is a challenge. Um, mm, I bet it is. Especially yeah. when it especially comes on to price. Yes, mm. exactly. But it's something that I think we're quite proud of that, that we stick to that. So if you make that at home, it's great after a, a sort of fairly rich dinner because mm. it's very mm. palate cleansing. I think. Mm. It's actually quite light. I was expecting mm. it to be. I mean, it's definitely creamy and rich. There's yep. no doubt about that. But the finish is light. It's just yep. quite zesty and lemony. Thank you. What was your other original one that you did? So that's <coughs> here. So that's the salted caramel and chocolate. All oh, right, I'm going to pass that to my mate. So yeah, <coughs> okay. you're on that one. This is um, a little bit colour. of a mm. little bit of a different style of ganache um, because it's wow. it's a baked ganache. So it's it's kind of more like a, a creme brulee in the sense that it's it's got egg yolk in it. It's got a slight skin on the top, hasn't it? Yeah. So that will help to give a, a richer type of ganache. So what's ganache? What, what do you mean? So ganache is traditionally is basically two ingredients. It's chocolate and cream. It's lovely. Oh, Equal chocolate quantities. and cream. It's the quickest way to make a chocolate sauce. You know, if you've got friends coming around, you've just bought some lovely fruit, especially, you know, some fresh raspberries and strawberries. You melt some chocolate, stick some cream in, there's your chocolate sauce and everyone goes, wow, this is amazing. It's yeah. easy, easy as And that's it. it. It's easy as that. Yeah. And I think, you know, the key to a dessert like that is obviously using as much salt as you possibly can well there's a lot of salt in there yeah, isn't it it's yeah. got a high salt content yeah isn't it? um that's a, a recipe that we you know both of these are recipes that we will not change yeah we're they're quite, lovely um and they're firm firm favorites then and you've then, got these really interesting and then pots. Yeah, yeah what are these little are pots they? so <coughs> this is actually uh this is our 70 percent chocolate ganache and that's actually our best seller so this is a real uh, like chocolate hit. We use um, very good quality 70% um, and 61% uh, dark chocolate, single origin Colombian chocolate. And I've just bought some other ones here so you can actually taste the, the, the chocolate themselves. 
So wow. we've gone to that is really lots nice, and actually. lots of effort to source a fantastic single origin Colombian chocolate, basically, um, which is the Fina de Roma chocolate. It's it's you know stunning. The industry standard. Most people use Belgian, but um, we've decided to go. Straight, straight to it. Exactly. I've, I've noticed a real change, though. People are less likely to say Belgian chocolate, much more likely to talk about Peru or Ecuador or yeah. Colombia. Or so this is. So you've bought these little chocolate discs here. Is that the actual chocolate you've used? Yes. Yeah. I mean, how you source it by like this? Yeah. Little discs. The chocolate flavour delivered there on the on the seventy percent chocolate ganache is absolutely incredible. Quite gorgeous, yeah. I think. It's really it's strong. It's clearly chocolate, but you actually get quite a lot of the different flavour profile you'd expect from a dark chocolate. But there's a sweetness there as well. It's yeah. creamy. It's it's really, really very rich and. See, I, I actually do like um, dark chocolate. I don't really like. Um, milk chocolate much mm. and and you, you know just one square is lovely that is that is like dark chocolate hit and that's why these little pots are a little there's like a sort of egg, egg cup size aren't they mm. which is yeah. you can see that that's probably enough i mean to be honest i'm really lucky because i've come into a company that uses great ingredients and and, and fantastic chocolate which makes my life so much easier yeah of because, course you know to, to develop a dessert with great ingredients is is a lot easier to do than if you're you're juggling with, you know, trying to make something better using a less yeah. lesser quality. Yeah, so no, it's hard. The chocolate is is outstanding, and we've got a really great relationship with with the supplier. So, um, which yeah. is all important, of course. Yeah. Well, that's that's a bit of a winner, I would say. Do you want to try another? So, one? and then these ones are the cho milk chocolate, aren't they? So these ones here are our um, HFSS compliant desserts. So these so they're low sugar, are they? Yes. <coughs> yeah. So, so HF rem remind us about HFSS. So it's um, a government guideline that came in to place about six or eight months ago, and it's something that came about during the the pandemic that Boris Johnson wanted us all to eat healthier, basically. Like he does. <laughs> it stands for yes, high fat, high, fat, high um, sugar. High, yeah. Is that right? Exactly. And salt and sugar. So it has so to be flagged, doesn't it? By like a kind of traffic light system. Is that... Yeah, so essentially it can't have any of those too high. So it's a balancing act, basically. And mm. you kind of have to balance that with higher fibre and protein, basically. Yeah. So these two particular desserts are very low in calorie. 87 calories a pot yeah, there, so AJ. This one's yeah, 80, bad, is it? and that one's 87. Same as an apple, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh. just tried the choco latte one, which has got a lovely coffee is this one? note. Yeah. Why is there two massive spoonfuls? Out? Well, I was just trying it. I liked right, it. Okay. I'm not going to try the one with hazelnut, just because... No, I'll give that one a go, then. It's a bit funny with nuts. Mm. Mm. It's nice, isn't it? There's actually not a slight nice texture the there from the coffee. Aerated. Mm. Not as nice as the dark one. That's <laughs> my favourite. Well, that's because that's got all the all the all the good stuff in yeah, it, hasn't no, it? It's really nice. But it's you know you're right. There's there's definitely a place for you know beautiful tasting food, and I love that you haven't tried to make all of it HFSF. No, I think I think it's it, it was to be honest, it was it was a real challenge to develop these desserts Absolutely. because we didn't want to just come up with something that wasn't on brand mm. it needed to still have an, a, an element of indulgence and 
also we needed to use the the, the great ingredients that, that that we use and so forth, mm. and the same chocolate and things like that. So we can't have just come up with something completely different that wasn't, you know, on brand. Mm. I mean, you could have done if you stuffed it full of artificial things. Well, there we go. <laughs> Which so, is what know, a lot of we, people we, do. We don't but use any preservatives. No, but looking at this, you don't have any of that at all. Yeah. And that's the, that's the real challenge, isn't it? But Not, it is. you know, it cutting is. corners and cheating, but actually trying to use natural ingredients to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Mm. But but then the thing about using preservatives is is they mask the taste. So that's uh. one of the reasons why we don't do it as well. And uh, the company kind of uh, was born out of creating restaurant quality desserts. So a lot of the ingredients we use are, are ingredients that you would have at home, nothing that you wouldn't necessarily have or any crazy powders or whatever it be, you know. <laughs> so um, we, we use setting agents and so forth, but they, they're not too f hard to find, yeah. basically. Yeah, got to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, really, I really like that dark chocolate. Mm. I, what I would do is I'd buy that and then I'd transfer it into one of my own little bowls and pretend I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody would believe me. It, that's <laughs> essentially why we have, like, table-ready yeah. glass, glass pots, which were obviously originally... Um, ceramic so when we first came out there were little ceramic pots basically uh, but subsequently we've moved to glass mm. expensive what do you um, what what do you think joe i think they're beautiful you know i've I've, or, nice? I've eaten the product for for many years um and you can just taste the quality mm. can't you and i remember them when they were in the ceramic and just a question on that why, why, why did they swap over from from ceramic to the oh, glass um, yeah i think it was Sustainability as well. It? I think it's a, it's a you can't recycle ceramic, so we wanted to move to glass, so it's more more sustainable. Basically, I think also cost did help, mm. but that wasn't the, the 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 main factor. But we went we went to great efforts to design a pot that was actually you know not a generic looking glass pot. Yeah. Um, you know. And how have you managed to get the price point right? Because it, it must be very price sensitive. This category. I mean, so it's just it's just a balancing act, really. Yeah. And I think it's 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 definitely worth having your product. It, it, obviously, we're premium, so we need to have a, a, a price point that is seen as premium. But yeah. by being too expensive, you're uh, you're alienating people. Sure. You know? Want it to be seen as a as, as a luxury. It's got to be an affordable luxury, mm. hasn't yeah. it? You want yeah, you want yeah. someone to buy it maybe once a week, don't you? They're yeah. not going to buy it every day. They shouldn't buy it probably every day. No. Mm. But actually, once a week is a treat. Is yeah, you know 100%. that's. And how are you managing your price points, Joe? Hard. It's been very hard, and I, I think, mean the, the, the especially at our markets. scale as well. Yeah, our, so we're very small. Yeah. We've just launched into retail maybe uh, ten weeks ago, so oh, wow. we're very small. You know, so to reach economy of scale, to, to get to reach volume is obviously key for us yeah. to to increase our buying power. But yeah, like the knock-on effects of inflation and supply chain issues. Our cream cheese was doubling in price, butter was, was doubling, say, all that. Yeah, I mean, crazy. I know somebody who makes ice, ice cream, and again, so yeah. the Waitrose and stuff, uh, managed to get some cream from somewhere like Holland or something. It was shipped over, didn't arrive when they when they sort of were chasing them. Somebody had offered them a better price when it was on the ship, and so they sold it to them and sort of. Yeah, it's horrendous. It's been, it's been horrendous for the last couple of years. so desperate of ingredients and trying to get the price down. Yeah, and, um, and especially as a sw small companies are suffering massively because they haven't got that buying power. So mm. I've seen many companies go out of business mm. over the last two years and, because and of this. Because but of ingredients, yeah. yeah. 
Well, let well, alone, um, you know, your sort of utility costs are going through the and, roof. And that as well, you know. So, yeah. Really hard. Incredibly hard. Mm. Incredibly challenging. I thought I th- in 2022 we we're going to lose the companies at one point. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. that close. Mm. And and mm. I, presu- I presume that, that, that your advice, um, uh, Andrew, would be you've got to get to those economies of scale because then you've got something to play with a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, volume's volume. your friend. It's mm. one of those things, you know, like once you have volume, then everything just becomes so much easier. Um, mm. It really does. Um, and so, for example, when I've developed a dessert that has just launched, we don't never quite have the volume. So hitting those uh, minimum order quantities of ingredients and so forth is always difficult. So you you develop it and it's, and you're, oh, this is great. This is only costing us X amount. And then, you know, three months down the line, that's, you know, gone up 60% or something. God, it's like, just really difficult to deal with. It's really difficult. Yeah. And I mean, like you touched on, dairy prices have mm. just gone through the roof um, to the point where butter is now, you know, it's it's deemed to be a luxury commodity. Mm. Well, they've got nets, haven't they, around the lure packs? <laughs> And see what the security necks have. Uh, Are got you like joking? T- yeah, so you can't nick them. <laughs> oh God, it's just madness. Isn't yeah, it's it crazy. Madness, it's it crazy. Is. And how how is it dealing with the supermarkets at the moment? Are they really pushing it on price, or, or how are you finding it? It's, yes, there's going to be probably a very I different th- answer because yeah. we've got we've got different volumes going in. We're very yeah. new. We're only, our distribution's much smaller. So yeah, it's tight. It's tight. We've had to leverage our our, our social media and and really sort of support on that on that promotional side of things because. We, we're not a conglomerate. We haven't got tons of or millions of pounds to chuck at the promotions or the POS activations, which b- but we have to do an element of. But it has been a, a negotiation process to, to get us in there. Mm. Mm. Are they pushing you on price? Um, oh, of course. They, yeah, of course they do, always. Thankfully, I don't have to do that. <laughs> not <laughs> I don't work in, in commercial, so... <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah. I wanted to ask you what's next for you guys. So um, one thing that we are definitely looking at doing is we would like to like elevate our desserts um, and kind of recreate that restaurant experience. So that's something that is definitely in the pipeline. Yeah, uh, that's going to be quite difficult to negotiate, but I'm sure we'll find find a way well, to do that. I mean, that. with the taste of those, it does feel re- very restaurant It does. Yeah, it feels, it feels like a lovely luxury, mm. at-home luxury, which we know with the cost of living crisis that actually lovely things that you can take home and treat yourself at home. We know that they, they tend to do really well. Yeah, I agree. How about you? Um, next for us, the lows going on. Really early days for us in retail, obviously. So super focused on getting this right. You know, we've, we've, we've got that s- very small distribution so far, but just need to execute that correctly, make sure that we keep building from there. I think in terms of our, our longer term goals, you know, we really want to be diversify the product range into different categories and just all about dessert plant-based ranges going on and, and just loads of different, loads of MPD going on really, but really just focused on this year and getting the UK market right outside of the UK. There's opportunity, I think, as well. But yeah. Oh, it sounds really exciting. He's going to have trouble making decisions about where to go, aren't you? You've got so many ideas buzzing in you. <laughs> yeah, that is the issue. You know, I've got, there, there is a lot of ideas. And we've had focus, really focus. Focus, focus. But loads of innovation is really key for us and 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 our our mission is to is for all people to share spectacular experiences with deliciously disruptive treats you know that's our mission i love it so yeah but this is this is the first of hopefully a few products we're going to bring out oh it's really exciting i can see you know parties and things like that that just going down like absolute wildfire just people being yeah it's got it's going really the feedback's been incredible so far you know putting a a new product going from making something in-house to working with a third-party manufacturer has been tricky uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I was really nervous about putting out their product, but we didn't have the capabilities prior to that to, to service the retailers, you know. So this is this is a real step up for us. And, and, and luckily, it's been a really, really fantastic start. Oh, it's amazing. Thank you both so much for coming in. Unbelievably, we're out of time, but look how much there is still to eat. This is amazing. Hundreds of pots here. There's hundreds of pots out there. Hundreds, hundreds. You've been listening to The Food Talk Show, which is syndicated to radio stations across the UK and further afield, as well as being available on Audible, Spotify, Podbeans, iTunes and the podcasting app on your phone. Um, Thank you so much to my fellow host, Susie Warren-Smith, and to our fabulous guests, Joe from Please and Andrew from Pots & Co. Thanks for coming in today. No problem. And if you want to syndicate our lovely programme for free on your radio station, just get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. If you want to listen to hundreds of our past podcasts on topics from snail farming to beekeeping, go to foodtalk.co.uk. Have a good week. Bye. 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 Good idea.